Hey everyone, welcome to the patch. This Hi. week we got Gus, Gavin, Miles. We're here to talk about video games yes. and uh, stuff video game related. So, bit of disclosure: we actually have pre-recorded this patch. Uh, when this is airing, I will be in Australia for PAX Australia. So we thought we should get a, a little ahead. The magic and, is ruined now. Yeah, By far the earliest podcast I've ever done. This yeah. is literally the first thing I'm doing this we week. We used to do yep. the podcast like this. Like the Rooster podcast used to be first thing. It used to be on a Tuesday, though. Monday morning. Was, oh, when was it on Monday? No, Tuesday morning. Ah. Yeah, today's Monday. <laughs> so we're pre-recording on Monday before I got on the plane to fly to the other side of the world. It's a weird Monday, too, because it's not a million degrees outside and there's some water falling from the sky. So that's yeah. cool. Interesting day. I watched you play Limbo. I'm really bad at it. It was fun, though. You died a lot. Yeah, it was I good. died a lot. I like those videos. It was entertaining. It's really cool, yeah. It's it's hard trying to answer questions and play a game at the same time, but... No, it's like... yeah. I guess so it's... far, every video, every game time is a game that I've never played before, so it's yeah. it's kind of... Because I know I'm never going to play that game. I should, though. It looks good, but it was nice to see you play it. Yeah, I haven't watched the... I haven't watched Ray's Journey game time yet, just because Journey is in the mail for me right now. I got the, uh, the HD collection. comes with Journey, Flower, and Flow. Oh. So I'm really excited I for I didn't that. realize there was a disc version. Yeah, there's a disc version that comes with those three games, and I believe the soundtrack to Journey. Huh. Um, so Aaron got that for me, so. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, to play that. At some point. Yeah, I did. I don't know why I said I, I think I just watched the Let's Play with you, and you said Leap of Kingdoms, and I just laughed. So shout out to, shout out to Gab for the Leap of Kingdoms. Ripping it off, <laughs> reusing it. Um, so, you know, we're in the middle of, like, I guess not in the middle, but we're at the very beginning of the Steam Summer Sale. Oh, my God. So I'm doing that thing that we always talk about where I just start buying games. Well, you never play them. No way that I'm not going to play. But I did actually buy one and start playing it over the weekend. Which one? Uh, Kerbal Space Program. I played it. I got that, too. Kerbal yeah. Space Program. It's, I, it's confusing as shit when I, you start. I think it's a completely different game now than when it was when I played it. How's because you can now, like, get the dudes out of the ship, right? Oh, you can? The little guys? You can. I, think I you don't can. know. I've seen videos where, <laughs> there you go, there's some Kerbal Space Program. It's all about building a rocket out of different parts, and you've got to kind of balance the weight of your rocket and the structural what? stability, uh-huh. and then you can jettison stuff there. And uh, What I say is, it's like a flight simulator, but for a space program. Right. So cool. you start from designing your ship to, like, trying to get to the moon and land on the moon and come back. That sounds incredibly complicated. I never managed to get back off the moon. I landed on the moon once. Did you do one-way yeah. trips. I, but it, it's actually I, really... It teaches you about orbits. Yeah. The way orbits work and, like, how just a tiny bit of propulsion can get your curve, like, way out there. So you can end up, like, doing really weird orbits yeah. if you... Like, I was trying to go to the moon in my most recent playthrough. The moon. The mun. <laughs> it's M-U-N yeah. in that game. Uh, and I fucked up and I missed it. And I ended up entering orbit around the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so I just accelerated time, and I was like, eventually, I've got to hit the planet again, right? Like, yeah. eventually, our orbits are going to intersect, and I'll land. Nope, never you happened. Just, I, mean, you... I was stuck in orbit with no fuel for any engine, just, like, <laughs> stuck around the sun. Like, it's oh, awful. fuck. Like, my three little astronauts just in their little capsule. It's like, this is their life now. And you can see their faces. They're just like... <laughs> but it's all about trying to have enough fuel... To get out of the atmosphere, but still have enough to do stuff while you're in space. Yeah. Because you can blow all your fuel just trying sure. to leave the atmosphere, and then you're just like, well, <laughs> it's just coming back down. That's yeah. it. I had a lot of fun with that game, though. It's, it's, it was confusing to me at first, like, how to build stages. Because that's the other thing you can do. It's like, you build staged rockets, so you have your oh, engines right. go off, and then you detach, detach. that portion. And there's a button that engines. just advances the stages. Yeah, but... Do you, do you ever just go mental and just, like, everything goes off? <laughs> or even leave the yeah. atmosphere. <laughs> well, the thing I did at first that was stupid was... So it's like the stages go from like, like let's say you have three stages, zero, okay. one, two. Okay. But you, they don't activate in that order. So I put like my engines is zero, like a decoupling is one, and parachute is two. Mm-hmm. It starts the other way. <laughs> so my parachute launched, I decoupled into my engines. Going, oh. I was like, God damn it. It is funny deploying parachutes, especially while you're like full burn. Because they're like, a, and then your whole thing will spin around. Plus also like... There's also failures built into the game. So, like, the coupling between See, my parachute and my capsule fails all the fucking time. <laughs> I have never seen a lot of the stuff they're showing here. I think I, I played it over a year ago. Or maybe two years ago. God. When it was in alpha. Is it still in alpha? Look, there. <laughs> is that how a bunch of your chips ended up? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> a lot of them ended up like that. Um, this is, how much is it on Steam right now? I think it was, like, 350 Maybe four bucks. Wow, that looks cool. And uh, so, like, you try to build your That's own the ships. Final part, All dude. of my ships are terrible. I, I like <laughs> try not to kill your crew. They're they're awful. So I ended up. Luckily, it comes preloaded with a bunch of uh, like default ships you can try to use uh-huh. and satellites and stuff uh-huh. to help you learn. Uh, because otherwise, I'd be like an idiot trying to put a ship together. But you, the tutorial for orbiting is actually really complicated. Like you're talking about, mm. like you learn about 
you know, retrograde like, and prograde thruster yeah. firing and, and periapsis and apoapsis or whatever it's called yeah you're like okay if i fire now then the opposite side of my orbit's going to come out then you go around to the other side and you like fire you retrograde and spin yourself around and fire the other way and stuff yeah i see i stick to games more like limbo and hotline miami and things that are like yeah aren't super complex hotline miami i think is two dollars right now have you mm. played it yeah it's good. so good they yeah. just announced hotline miami too mm-hmm. I, I think uh, uh i thought i knew the name and then i lost it but yeah no they, they announced the second one devolver digital well devolver no yeah devolver's the developer right publisher they, I think. publisher okay yeah. they did a few a, a few of their games are really good there's one called like Luftkrausen or something in german it's like a, it's a you play as like a german like Fighter pilot, and you take out submarines and stuff. It's really, really cool. That, I like, I like a lot of the games. Luftkrausen. That's Ger- totally German not the word. That's totally not the word. Um, but no, yeah, I, I played. I, I haven't gotten past. There's a level in Hotline Miami when, when once they start introducing dogs and then like big guys that take multiple hits to kill. Like that's when the game gets really freaking absurd. But it's still like when you screw it up, you feel like it was totally your fault. Like it doesn't. You don't feel like you're ever getting cheated or anything. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good. It's a good difficult. Did you ever play, and uh, this was a long time ago, when you're talking about the Luftgarten or whatever made me think about it, there was an old PC game back from the mid-90s. I think it was a LucasArts game called uh-huh. Secret Weapons of the Luftwaffe. Uh-uh. It was, uh, it was like... You're laughing at the name. these names. Luftwaffe. It was like... Uh, about it was a World War II flight simulator, mm-hmm. but about like secret jets that the Germans had that uh-huh. people didn't know about. Uh, it was actually really, really fun. Okay. I remember... Uh, I highly recommend it. When I think of World War II games... I'm sure it looks like shit now, by the way. So maybe, you, <laughs> maybe you don't, don't play it. Never mind. I always remember uh, there was like a, a land cafe near where I grew up uh, that was only open for about a year. But like my fondest memory was going there and a bunch of people playing Medal of Honor, uh, storming the beaches of Normandy. And like the Allies had to plant bombs and the Axis had to... I don't know. It's just like... I, I miss World War II shooters now. Like we've... For a while it was... Everything was World War II... And then Modern Warfare came out, and now everything's Modern Warfare. I kind of want to go back to World War II shooters. What was the last big World War II shooter that came out? Was it Call of Duty 3? No, there was another one. Call of Duty 3 wasn't that great. Um, I want to say it was a Brothers in Arms or... Brothers uh, in Arms 2, I think. That might have been right? it. Right? Uh. Yeah, God, it has been a while. Yeah, it's I, been a I, long I time. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was never big on World War II games. Yeah. Really? Didn't do it for me. I always found them really interesting. I... I I'm ashamed as how much I've learned about World War II <laughs> just through playing video games. I forget where I Why was. Why are there more historical video games? What's that? Why aren't there more? Yeah. I feel like, like there's... Accurate video games based around real events. Like like what? Give me an example. I feel like there's a bunch of RTS games that are probably... Yeah, so I think of like yeah. Age of Empires and stuff like that. Even, I mean, oh, I guess yeah, but I don't find those games that interesting, so I don't play. Do you think they'll ever make a 9-11 game? Um, like, I don't think like, so. There's no... Because they there's made no, um, like, combat, or there's no, like, real conflict. Yeah, no. There was a game I oh, played... Let me take it back. There's conflict. Yeah. But there's no, like... But there was a... There was it a wasn't an ongoing... ...of the Titanic, where you would do stuff on the Titanic, and you'd have to get off before it sunk and stuff. It was on the PC huh. a long time ago. Really? had the worst music. If anyone ever played that Titanic game, <laughs> all the music sounded like a cat was being just ringed out. <laughs> what did you have to do on the Titanic before it sank? Just a bunch of mission stuff. Like, like I think you're. Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah you had to find a rich dude's fiance <laughs> and then draw her and then bang her. I and then. Someone got murdered in like the Turkish bath or something <laughs> like that, and you had to figure that shit it's out. Clue? Is that, would that be the perfect <laughs> cover for a crime? Like, let's say you're on the Titanic, you're on a ship, it's sinking, you want to murder someone. You're like, <laughs> shit, this is the time to do it. Yeah. You're like, you stab someone, <laughs> they sink with the ship, go to the bottom of the ocean. I feel like yeah. that's the same the, the same psychology behind people that just loot things during riots and stuff. It's like, well, if I'm going to steal something, now's the time. Well, they, I mean, they wouldn't check all the bodies, would they? Would they the be stab able to? wounds, it'd be like, that could have been a girder. Yeah. <laughs> or fish. Yeah, or just really serrated. Swordfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the perfect crime. If you can stab someone with a swordfish on a boat, never going to trace that back to you. You'll be fine. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Like, go deep sea fishing <laughs> yeah. with someone. And then be like, I don't know, a swordfish jumped out of the it's water. Like, it's like, oh, here, let me get you a beer. You open up the cooler and then pull out the swordfish. <laughs> Can you dust a, a fish for fingerprints? <laughs> <laughs> just Fingers. the oil. Just, yeah. That's genius. <laughs> is it, though? It makes me think of the old animated adventure where we talk about the, we're talking about the perfect crime is hitting someone with a frozen egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That really hurt when I got hit in the I think that's the, the beginning of my ball trouble was that event. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine you could write in some sort of story to a 9-11 game and you have to have it take place and you have to get out there before, you know, mm. they can make a game I could see that being like, a, like an indie game. Now that you say the Titanic like that, maybe mm. something similar. Maybe wait a hundred years before everyone gets offended by it. And then make well, it I mean, think about it. World War II games took 
40 years? Yeah. After the end of World War II for them to come around. How often do you come across Hitler in World War II games? Almost uh, never. He, I know he was in Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not really. Ever, I don't think. Hmm. It seems like that would be... I guess... I don't know. Wait, wait. If, that, you, why, if, why, if you made a World War II game, would Hitler be the final boss? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would, it, would it be normal Hitler, or would it be like Wolfenstein, where he's got like chain gun arms? <laughs> and No, I think it would just be weepy little Hitler, and you just bust in on him, and, it, and then you close the door behind you, and it's like, all right, buddy. Jesus. <laughs> Let's figure stuff out. <laughs> It'd be cool, though, to play a game where you just time travel through, like that time... Time splitters? No, there was a movie where a guy would just go back to different events in time, like historical events, uh, and just view them. But it meant that he was always there, and like all the pictures of stuff. Sounds like Doctor Who. Maybe it was. <laughs> there was a, that. But there it'd, was... Be, it'd be interesting to have a game where you could just go to historical events, and just mess with stuff, and see, see its impacts on the future. Hmm. There was an old arcade game from the early 90s, Oh, God, I can't remember what it was called. It was called something like Chrono Warriors. Uh-huh. It was a two-player game. It was top-down, like Akari Warriors. Uh-huh. And you basically did that. You would travel through time and fought, like, different armies throughout all the time. So, like, you started you going back and fighting, like, Roman centurions and then just, like, moving forward in time, uh, fighting, like, all these different great <laughs> armies. And it's, like, two dudes with guns fighting, like, armies of with spears. See, I feel like you, you should go, you <clears throat> should go uh, backwards in that because if you defeated all the Roman armies... And then went to the future, there wouldn't be much humanity left, I guess, if you killed a whole bunch of humans in the past. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know, I'm just giving you shit. It's that a... Be, was it... Is it just because? As fun as it sounds, like, you're, you're the guy with a gun, and then they've just got spears. Yeah, and they're like... Was it exactly the same from Indiana Jones? Like, <laughs> yeah, you got, like... Gunning down, like... Yeah, like, mowing the screen down. God, we, surely we, they just start running. I guess it's an arcade game, so it doesn't really need a story, but it's like... Why? Yeah. Just because. I have no idea what the story was for that game. I, I think it came out around the same time as, like, Bad Dudes, and I think it uh-huh. might have been uh, distributed by, or published by uh, Data East as well. God, what is the name of that game? It's going to drive me crazy. I think it was, like, Chrono Warriors, what, something like what, that. Oh, I what, is, what is your favorite arcade game? Like, you go to the arcade, and you hope that they have this game. You still go to arcades? I haven't, I haven't in a while. It's been probably a year or two since I've been there. I already do it. Well, okay, well, when you did go to arcade... Cause I never did. You never did? Not really. Oh, man, that's a bummer. Uh, Ber- uh, Brandon's saying Time Crisis, which Time I think Crisis is, good. is a good one. Time Crisis. I enjoyed I House like, of the Dead. I like the, I like the feedback on the Time Crisis guns. I feel like they really got it right, like how the, the slide Oh, yeah, goes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really satisfying. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to do the dumbest Google search in the world. Time Traveling Soldier <laughs> Arcade. I didn't Let's do it. Up. Let's see what happens. Time <laughs> Traveling Soldier. Soldier. So the fucking TV's broken or something. It's telling me there's no signal, even though there is signal. Time Soldiers. That's- <laughs> Your name was way cooler. Chrono Warrior sounds so much better than Time Soldiers. So, you know, there are dinosaurs too? <laughs> Listen, you're like the dude it's with the, the gun. Best. That's incredible. Oh my god. Can we all play Time Soldiers, please? <laughs> That's right. God, that was a good game. Why is that guy on the on the left floating? Uh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I was like 12 when that game came out. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, but, uh, so what's your game? I, I would say either, I, I really liked House of the Dead. Um, House of the Dead was good. And then Gauntlet, uh, mm. where you play as like a, Blue Knight has gained the level. No Knight. Or, yeah, no, there's a Knight in the second one, I think. Oh, Gauntlet Ga- 2. Gauntlet Legends, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Never sorry. mind. I think it was Gauntlet, Gauntlet Leg- Legends, and Gauntlet Dark Legacy, or yeah. something like that. As long as they had that narrator, I didn't care. It's all that mattered to me. <laughs> when, I was a, when I was really young, there was an old, like, flying game I used to like. It was, it was similar. All the games back then were, like, top-down, uh-huh. like, shooting tons of enemies. Uh, it was 1941. Have you ever played that? 1941? I don't think so. There were two games. I think it was 1941, 1942, and there may have been a third called 1943, uh-huh. where it's just, like, you are, it's either one plane or two players, two planes, and it's just, like, you're flying, like, uh, like American fighter pilots, uh-huh. and just, like, tons of Japanese fighter planes come, and you have to, like, Shoot carriers as well. Metal Slug too, I think was a lot of fun. Oh, Metal Slug, was, Metal Slug was great. All of those. So I never, obviously, never owned a Neo Geo as right. a kid. But anytime there was like a Neo Geo arcade cabinet, that was amazing. It was like, oh my god, you could totally buy this and have this at home. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, why were they? Were they small or something? They, no, they were. They were, so it was like it was a it was a game a home console game mm-hmm. system, but they would make some models that were arcade systems. So it was the exact same hardware, just put uh, into an arcade cabinet. But it was, like, really fucking ridiculously expensive. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look it up. But I think back then, even, it was, like, over a 1000 bucks just for the... Holy crap. 
just for the system. And I love Metal Slug too because games that tend to go for like a cartoony style just hold up better over time. Like I didn't if you play, that. yeah, if you play an Xbox game that was going for realism today, you're like, eh, it kind of looks like shit. If you go play Psychonauts or something that's heavily stylized, it holds up really well. And well, Metal Slug has like the same cool with, sprites and stuff. With Limbo, I mean, that game is going to look cool in 50 yeah. years. Yeah, it's just, they went for uh, they they went for not realistic, so that's they'll be fine. How bad are the the 360 launch games now? Because well, I haven't played one for a while, but if you go back and play... Uh, the only ones I played were in Burnout Revenge. The one It's the racing game where when you crash into cars, it gives you a speed boost, so it's the most fun racing game ever. Yeah. Uh, Gears of War, I still think is pretty fun. I imagine that still looks good, though. It does. It does yeah. still look pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, the Neo Geo came out in the U.S. in 1990. It was $650 in 1990. Wow. So that's probably like grand now, is it? Yeah, probably wow. old new money. And I think it was like, and I think that was no game. It was just a console. Jeez, man, that's wild. I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect Three still, and this is something I really like about games. Is I don't know how much you went into the journal in Mass Effect, but then it it, it lists all the the enemies mm-hmm. after you've killed them. It gives you a new entry, and then there's that dude reading the voice like the Banshee is blah blah blah. <laughs> I love all that stuff. I've just been going through just like listening to that guy. Re- Talk about all the enemies. It's pretty cool. Could you go to sleep to that? Like make a probably yeah. Make just a find recording. a really long entry. Yeah. When I first started playing, I, I played the first Mass Effect for like an hour. I didn't do it for me, and then I jumped into Mass Effect Two after a friend told me I just had to do it, and that was the most over- overwhelming thing. Was the codex, and it was like here all the alien races and everything you need to know. Like, oh my god! And some of the species you have to know about, but you never really interact mm-hmm. with them, like the weird floating pink ones. Oh, you know. yeah. No, I like one. There's one you interact with, right? Oh, I I've never interacted with one. I think it like he talk, one- he's the guy who talks in the third person. I think. Oh, okay. There's one of them that's also like really polite or something. It's and he, well, he he's the, he's the one who states his emotions. The yeah, El- the, the Elcor. Yeah. Is that the one that the big one yeah. that's like on all fours? Sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was cool. And then there's those weird bug pod things that only fix the citadel and they don't oh. talk. But that's all they do. Uh, but interfering with them is like breaking the law. What was it? Uh, not, uh, it started with a C, right? Creepers, not creepers. Um, Caretakers, keepers. I think they're called keepers. keepers. Yeah, they're called the keepers. That makes uh, me think of the uh, the engineers in the Halo universe. Mm-hmm. I remember I had the, the the Prima official strategy guide for Combat Evolved, and there was a picture of one in the book that it kind of looked like one of the Flood. It kind of looked like the carrier form. Mm-hmm. But I, I I searched that entire game looking for that alien because it was in the book, but I never knew that they didn't put it in the game. It was, if it's in the book, it has to be in the game, and I spent yeah. ages searching I think for it. Was it was in the game it. if you. They took it out, I think. But yeah, like I think the, it was on the silent cartographer level below the map or something. You could get to it. Oh, wow, really? It was just floating. Yeah, there. I think you can on the PC version. I don't know if yeah. you can on the Probably can on the Xbox, Xbox version. The PC uh, version of Halo was awesome. Having the flamethrower and all those extra maps, it had the Rocket Warthog. Too. Oh, yeah, you're the right. The PC version also had the Banshee play usable in multiplayer. Yes. With, with the bomb, and I don't think that was in. There was a map Xbox. on the Halo PC. It was something island, like Death yeah. Island or something. Yeah. It was huge. Something like that. It was the, the best. It Halo was essentially that. the silent cartographer level, except yeah. on multiplayer. You could get in Banshees, and then they had the black Warthog with the yellow racing stripe that had oh, Rocket yeah, Launch on yeah. that. It was I wish, so cool. I wish more people played Halo PC. I imagine, I imagine a lot of people did. I just didn't really know any people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you, I'm sure you got your experience on the Xbox. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to go back for a second to Mass okay. Effect. So did you finish Mass Effect 2, or did I you did. just start it? I did. So they did an interesting thing to me uh, with that series where I wasn't a big fan of the first game when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it wasn't ready, like it wasn't refined. Yeah. A lot of the mechanics were clunky and hard to use. But for, by the time Mass Effect 2 came out, it was awesome. They streamlined it all. They fixed it. And I think even they realized that there's issues with that. Because now you can buy um, like a gra- basically a graphic novel of Mass Effect 1, but it's interactive. And all the critical story decisions for the first game are presented to you in this graphic novel form. Huh. So you can drive the story, and then it creates a save file so that you can import that into Mass Effect 2. So it's like, it's like you played the first game, made all the decisions, but it takes 20 or 30 minutes to uh-huh. get through. That, I want to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it that sounds PC fantastic. Or? No, it's also on the 360. Is it really? PS3, yeah. That's Holy crap. really cool. So, like, I want to go back and replay the trilogy, but I don't want to have to play through Mass Effect 1, so I'm just going to do that interactive that is, yeah, it, it and really, then go back into 2 and It three. really bugged me going into because I just watched as many YouTube videos as I could of the first one, and then I was like, okay, I guess I'll do... I'll start with this character and these traits, sure. And, like, the one in one of the first cutscenes, it was like, Shepard, your decisions to destroy the counts. I was like, I didn't do that shit! I'm sorry! I just got thrown here! Yeah, yeah. I started with 2 as well. Yeah. You start dead, and then they rebuild you. Which is great. Yeah. That's like the best it was pretty intro neat. to a video game ever. It's, it's like you die immediately. I got screwed in Mass Effect 3. 
there's this glitch mm-hmm. where some, it will autosave every so often, mm-hmm. and you can see it doing the little spin. If you die at the exact moment it starts an autosave, mm-hmm. it gets rid of all your credits. I was saving up. I had, I think, 300,000 credits because I wanted to buy that Black Widow sniper rifle yeah. from the Spectre office. And um, I, I was doing a bunch of missions, like, saving over all my stuff because I don't like to have many saves. And then uh, I started flying the ship. You know how if you travel outside of a solar system, you use fuel to yeah. travel? Mm-hmm. I had no fuel. I was like, the hell? I had full fuel. And I looked check my credits. I had no credits. But I played long enough to the no. point where I'd saved over my previous save. Oh. Where I, where the, before that autosave happened as I died. So I was like, oh my god, when is my previous save when I had credits? And it was two days earlier. Oh. I've got to do two days all over again. I, it, I'm livid. I've actually just yesterday got back to where I was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I, I, it happened before RTX. I've just well, not played it for a week. So score another one for Gus and his crazy amount of saves. I will fill every save slot possible. <laughs> Honestly, I said to the cloud and I filled that thing up. On, uh, I realized this when I was going back and playing the Mass Effect 3 DLC, or the, the Citadel DLC. I didn't know this. I played through all the Mass Effect 3, and like this is the final DLC. I was almost done with the game. I finally realized that hitting back on the controller, yeah. it auto-saves. Yeah. I had oh, no cool. idea. <laughs> no idea. I went through all of Last of Us forgetting that there's a quick turn button. Like, oh, just yeah. down and I, I did it once when it taught you to do it in the tutorial. Never use that again. Man, that would be really useful in multiplayer. I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. I, I was I get my ass kicked playing the multiplayer, and then it occurred to me last night. I was like, quick turn button. Was it down in X? It's down in X. Okay. Yeah. Quick turn is probably my least used. They haven't Left 4 Dead as well, do they? Yeah. I use it a good amount in Left 4 Dead. I think. I always forget. Left 4 Dead is, I I enjoyed the first one more than the second one, just because I felt like they introduced too much in the second one. Mm. In the first one, it's like if you find a pipe bomb. You, I will hold on to that for a long time because it's like, I don't know when I'm going to find another one or, you know, when a horde's going to come. In the second one, they had so many new weapons and, like, throwable objects. It was like, I guess they wanted you to experience them all. There's, I'm, I'm there's a lot more decision-making, bomb, isn't bomb, it? Like, like yeah. you have to, make, like, do I want a health pack or do I want a defib? Like, but I never go with a defib. I'm just like, unless... You're, the, you're the hero, though, if you get someone up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I felt the same way for a long time, but I think over time, Left 4 Dead 2 definitely won me over. Mm-hmm. There are some things that I'm still, like, too too confused about, like adrenaline. Like, do I want adrenaline? Or it's like... Uh, I'll take like adrenaline over explosive pills. ammo. It's like, do I really so what, want What does adrenaline do that painkillers don't? I have no idea. It's less, it's less, less temporary health. But it speeds up all of your actions, so you can heal faster, you can run faster, you can swing faster. I assume reload um, faster, yeah. I think reload faster, something like that. But um, I've always wanted to do a shot of adrenaline. Fight through the heart. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. We don't. Like, yeah. don't. <laughs> Maybe we should do that instead of buying you Red Bull. Just yeah. Some small syringes. Dude, Before every podcast. Are right, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be in the heart, though, right? Well, he it? specifically said he wanted it yeah. in the heart. I think most people, all the cool kids do it in the heart. <laughs> I think, I think that's a Pulp Fiction thing. Tarantino does it in the heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, you want to be like Tarantino, so. Sherlock Holmes did it in the heart. Oh, did they? I never saw the second one. That's pretty good. Um, so, does anyone is anyone interested in um, that Evo tournament that happened this past weekend? Oh, the Smash Brothers one? Well, they have multiple oh, okay. games. I know we, we had Smash Brothers Melee on in the studio. We were watching that. So the, I think the guy that won used the Ice Climbers, which was... Why were, you, why were you asking me what the second Super Smash Brothers was called yesterday? Oh, because uh, some people call it melee, some people call it melee, and some people call it melee. So one mm. in three people say it correctly. Yep. Which is correct. Melee. Yeah, very good. There's a bunch, of people, there's a bunch, bunch of people that say it differently. Idiots. Kyle. <laughs> How do you say it? Melee. Okay. Wrong. Um, melee! So I, 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 I never wa- I've never watched an EVO tournament before. But, like, all weekend long, my Twitter feed was just blowing up with people talking about it and watching oh, wow. it. So, is it basically just, like, fighting game competitions? I don't know. I don't uh, know. The only it. one I knew of was the Smash Brothers. I know they're also doing, like, uh, Street Fighter Four stuff. Here we go. We got some footage. Uh, so, it seems like it's just a giant tournament that they stream online. Fight sticks. That's pretty cool. Um, and this is the tournament, if I recall, that... Nintendo tried to get them to not use Smash Brothers, and then they back, then they said, you know, never mind, fine, go for it. Well, first they it came out that oh, it's in Vegas. I'll go next year. Uh, <laughs> it came out that um, they didn't want them to stream it. Was the story, hmm. and then like after they resolved that, then the organizers of the tournament said that Nintendo had actually asked them not to use the game at all. Oh, Can wow. Nintendo do that? Their game. They asked, but I guess um, speculation is that people got so upset. And uh, that they backed off and they allowed them to use the game and to stream it. 
Why do you think that is? Why, why don't... But I feel they, like that's free advertising. It seems to go hand-in-hand hand with their policy of, like... The takedown stuff. Yeah, of, like of the... Let's plays and things like yeah, that? Yeah, the, their, their, their stance on YouTube videos. Did they undo that? Yeah. No, there was rumors that they were going to, to but there's no official, no official word on it. The only thing I could see them... Like, the only reason I could see them wanting to take down Let's Plays is if maybe people are, are being vulgar in their Let's Plays. Maybe they don't want Mario associated with yeah, ours swearing. Yeah, ours are really vulgar. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> no. the first five seconds of our first Mario you won... Michael's just like effing all over the place. <laughs> that's the only reason I could see them wanting to take down Let's Plays, but that still doesn't that doesn't make sense for like a tournament or something like that. Like that sounds like the perfect ad for your game. Yeah, especially when it's been out for. Ages. It seems yeah I don't I don't I don't get it. It seems like you know, Sony and Microsoft are both a lot more progressive about it. Mm-hmm. You know they're both building in functionality to stream gameplay into their next consoles. Meanwhile, if you manage to do it with a Nintendo product, they're trying to like squash it and prevent you from doing it. Nintendo one of. I don't know if it was Miyamoto, but somebody was like, when asked, like, why aren't you integrating Twitter and all that Facebook into the Wii U? They're like, well, I really don't think my friends care. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't think they do. <laughs> They're probably right. I mean, well, honest answer. Yeah. I forget who it was. I think it was, uh, God, who was it? Someone I know. I think it was someone I know. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. made a comment that despite the fact it has no, like, Twitter or Facebook integration, the Animal Crossing New Leaf is, like, one of the most social games imaginable. Yeah. It's all about, you know, Having people visit your town, visiting other people's towns, um, but there's no way to share that interaction. Like in game, you can take screenshots, but it's not like post this to the internet. Yeah. You know, there's no way to do that. It's just yeah. in your camera roll, and you can access it. The uh, the GameStop near our office is actually they're organizing an Animal Crossing day where it's like, hey, if you have a 3DS and Animal Crossing New Leaf, come on in. Everybody will hang out at the store and can trade fruit or whatever, <laughs> do whatever you want. I think it's interesting. I think I have all the fruit now. Yeah. How many are there? God. Uh, so what do I have? I have apples, pears, cherries, lemons, durians. Uh, durians sound like a, sound like a race. Alien in Mass Effect. Yeah. Pers- the durians. The durians. <laughs> enemies of the mangoes, coconuts, bananas. I might be missing one or two, but I've got so I've got nine I can Jeez. name. Carrie's got Carrie's got an interesting problem with his Animal Crossing game, which is. By the time he's done at work and he goes home, all the shops are closed. It's too mm-hmm. late. So he changed the time in his game so that then he can, you know, play the game during the day and then he switches back. But uh, I guess the game is smart enough. They call them time paradoxes. Yeah. So if you, like, go into a store at uh, midnight and then you move time back two hours and then you go into that same store again at 10 p.m., like, the character inside will be like, what you just, I don't under, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of boned him because you can't he can't play the stock market where you yeah. trade turnips or anything like that. Yeah, turnip, so I, turnips go bad if you time travel. Yeah, so he and Stacy and Aaron have just been talking about turnip prices and I just want to get away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to this I, I didn't buy turnips this week since I'm going to Australia and I felt like I wouldn't be able to keep track of the stock market and I could potentially lose a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy that the stock market is S T A K L S S T A L K market. The stock market. Turnips. Uh, it, it is. It does have a bunch of really like adorably like cute, funny things. Like mm-hmm. I caught a hammerhead shark. Nailed it. Oh, you! It's not know, It's cute. So if, if you said it's a local time as you travel to Australia, do you skip ahead a day in the game? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's okay. It's when you come back, you have to make sure you don't go back into your save before you left it. Like, right, but that would that forward. would happen naturally when you fly back, though. Wouldn't right. <laughs> I feel like. Animal Crossing has one of the best ways to prevent people from cheating, with, which is Mr. Resetti. If you, like, screw something up and you're like, oh, I don't want to save, I'm just going to turn it off, the next time you turn on the game, this stupid, like, badger gopher dude, Mole, Mole will talk to you for probably five minutes of just having you have to just keep pressing the A button and listening to him bitch at you. And if you, if you do it enough times, I think it, like, bones your game. Yeah, it fucks you up. Yeah. He, they, they toned him down for... New Did they? In the previous oh, version. He was such a so dick So was that just to prevent you from doing that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's I, smart. I like I like it when the developers prevent you from doing stuff, but in a funny way. Yeah. Like when Serious Sam 3 came out on Steam, I think, if it detected that you had an unauthorized copy and you pirated it, it wouldn't just not let you play it, but it would just make the game ridiculously hard and spawn, like, invincible enemies Yeah, it would eventually spawn, like, a giant spider scorpion centaur guy. Yeah, that could attack you from range and just mully you. I was... Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I think it's the best. So, I think it's one level where you just look, you end up looking up and spinning <laughs> in a circle. It's like, God damn it. Completely fucking but it's still as you play it. The, yeah. the Deus Ex, Deus Ex uh, iOS game that came out recently did something similar where if you obtained it illegally, you couldn't fire a gun. 
How would you obtain it legally? Jail, jailbreak. You, yeah, if you jailbreak and get it like uh. that. So you, you could not fire your gun. So you're just playing on European extreme mode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I think with Alan Wake, if you pirated it on the PC, no, or if you used a modded Xbox, uh, every, the gameplay was exactly the same, except Alan Wake wore an eye patch. What? Really? Like a pirate. That's not, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that wouldn't bug me, though. That wouldn't deter me, I guess, from dueling yeah. it. The serious Sam thing would definitely be like, oh, I'm a dick. I shouldn't have done that. If I stole Alan Wake and found out I got an exclusive eye patch, I'd be like, yeah, pirate! <laughs> I think the best example of that, though, is there was a... God, I, remember, I don't even know the name of the game. This was fairly recently, a couple months ago. There was a game that was essentially like a simulation of running a game company. It's oh, like yeah, yeah, You had to yeah. allocate resources into development and marketing and everything. But if you pirated the game, it made the game impossible to win. It was just, like, really difficult. Well, because the reason was the game would pirate people the game. in the game would pirate really the game. Yeah. So it's like, you could not win. You could not succeed as a studio. And so people would complain about it. And they'd be like, well, you pirated the game. Yeah. So do you think people pirated the game and they would play and then just be like, forget it. And then just never pirate again. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was some, like, screenshot where somebody posted. It was like, hey, guys, I'm playing the new developer game. And I just reached this point where I can't get past it. It keeps saying people pirated my game. What do I do? What's going on? And, like, the next response was, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, or the, and then the game, I think the guy was like, is there any way I can add DRM to my game <laughs> so that people don't fire it? <laughs> God damn, dude. That's genius. Yeah, no, it's stuff like I that. I love it's it like, when developers are funny. Yeah. But kind of subtly funny about that kind of thing. Yeah. Because nobody likes entering in a big code at the beginning of like a new game. But didn't EA, they no longer do the, the... Right, they no longer do online yeah. pass. Mm. Do you think that has anything to do with the new, like, CEO? Are they just, like, trying to make themselves look better? Because for a while, they got... Nobody really liked the EA. Well, I think it's part of the transition to the new consoles. I mean, they were... With the original announcement of the Xbox One architecture, there wouldn't have been need for an online pass the way that sharing and everything would have worked. Uh, so we may we may see a return now that policies have changed. And now, apparently, there's a petition to get DRM back on the Xbox One. I think that's just people fucking with... The, <laughs> that's just people wanting to be dicks, I think. So. What is the weirdest? So. What's the weirdest thing about doing RVB in Halo Four? The weirdest thing? Like, what's the biggest difference? Uh, there's a few things. Um, character animations are a little different. The way characters stand is pretty different. Um, I don't know. There's a few things. I don't necessarily want to talk about them because then once oh, I say it, say... people will be like, "Oh, well, now I see that in every shot." But no, there's absolutely stuff. And I mean, people aren't dumb. People probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to talk about right. it. <laughs> Actual. So I walked into my desk this morning, and... That uh, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I walked up to my desk this morning. Well, no, I'm with him. You said... <laughs> I was, I was picturing it's early in the fucking morning. <laughs> I walked up to my desk this morning, and there's like three extra desks now next to yep. me. Now i got to sit next Upset. to this guy. Hey, yeah. neighbor. How you doing? We had to... Um, All the RV production stuff got moved up there. Oh, it did? Do you not yeah, in the studio? We, we, we had to hire on some more help for, uh, for Ruby, and uh, they were going to move... Uh, editorial upstairs, but it didn't seem to make sense to like split Ruby in two different rooms. So you're so. back up where you were. Back up. Well, I'm back up where I were, except instead of against the wall, I'm in the middle of the entire room. Do you know where I sit? Yeah. Just like to the left now. Yeah, oh, there's just two extra desks and four Xboxes. There's two extra desks over monitors. there, and there's another extra desk on my other side. Oh, that, that's because we had to move the Martinizer to the other end. He hasn't oh, come. He hasn't him? come oh, in yet. Oh. He's gonna walk up. He's gonna walk upstairs and just go, fuck. Because now he also has a printer on his desk. So no, I'm Chris. really glad that I'm in the exact same spot I started in. Yeah. I've moved around a ton since I've been here. It was, first I didn't have a desk, then I had like a Mac Mini at like a little fold-out desk, and then I was in the studio, and then I was in the dungeon, and then I was upstairs, and oh, I, was I was in the, the studio dungeon again, for a while. and now I'm upstairs again. Oh yeah, you were in the dungeon. I was in the dungeon for like a week, and then I just picked up my computer and put it in a cheap <laughs> This is where I work now. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, now uh, Caleb's down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to play horse against him over there the other day. It's How was cra- that? It's crazy to me that there are still so many different... Like, there, there's core game types in Horse, but there's still so much variation within them. Like, I played... I'm, I, I mean, the episode hasn't come out yet, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But, like, I played one game type that someone invented that I'd never seen before. I really like the one in the, in the round one games where you throw the... What's that grenade called? The one that nobody the, uses? The uh, Promethean grenade? There you go. Yeah. And it, it, it gets rid of the, the floor. That, that was, was really yeah. cool. I'd never seen those forge pieces before. Epic battle with Caleb on that one. I eventually won. But Jack said it was like the longest he'd ever seen two people. 
the vibe. It's like dodgeball. It was yeah. like a game of dodgeball. Dodgeball's fun as hell. Well, you, have to, you also have to plan where you're going to jump. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you have to like think about that and think about where the person's going to throw their grenade. And, and as, the grenade, escape path. as the grenade lands, it destroys floor, but then it pulses out and destroys an even wider range of floor. I got really excited to play that against Patrick, and then Patrick just misstepped a little bit on his first <laughs> jump and then fell off. I was sad. <laughs> looked like a lot of fun. So we're, far, we're quite far ahead on all recording all these courses because everyone's leaving. Yeah. But Jack's already mm-hmm. in Australia now. But we did a cool thing the other day where there were the six of us in the Achievement Hunter office, and we were all playing Trials, but we were making three different episodes of Trials Pig at the same oh, time. Oh, wow. Yeah. We just all just decided to do it at the same time. So, um, um, you know, like you said, Jack's already in Australia. Uh, by the way, I think he flew down there without a hotel. I think like, really? he got on the plane and asked Megan to find him a hotel. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm really curious to see what PAX Australia is going to be like. It's weird to me to think of having a PAX... Well, how would it, wouldn't it just be else. the exact same style, but people talk different? No, I guess, but like the, the, it's not a convention center. Not it's, like, it? it's called the Melbourne Showgrounds. So I was looking at the map last night, and it's like all spread out amongst different buildings. Oh, weird. So you have like one building's your expo hall, one building's your main theater, like this other building's like the PC play area, and then there's like another building for something else. Hmm. And so you just have to like walk from building to building. Thank God it's not summer down To there. find different things. Well, Fuck, it's going to be, like, rainy and cold. Nah. Um, so, like, that, that seems strange to me. Like, normally when I think of a convention, you think of, like, one big building yeah, yeah. where everything's in, as opposed cool. to, like, having to walk around. Are you excited? I'm really dreading this flight <laughs> to go down there. How long but, is the flight? Uh, 15 hours, I think. Oh, you go right. in L.A. to... Well, I'm actually flying to San Francisco this time. Because I found a flight with a really tight layover in San Francisco... That ends up being much shorter. Because normally when you connect through L.A., it's like a four-hour fucking layover. But the layover in San Francisco is only an hour. I'm like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. So it's San Francisco to Sydney. Yeah. Where's the event? Oh, it's in Melbourne. Sorry. Oh. Um, so the thing that was, was kind of making me nervous was since they had that crash in San Francisco the other, or last week, that runway was closed. How about that? Really? I hadn't heard um, about that either. On July 6th, uh, Saturday, last Saturday, there was a crash at San Francisco. Which so, airline? Asiana. Oh, oh is that wait, where they I were announcing the, yeah, the, the pilots. pilots. And, yeah, uh, I did hear about that. So, but they just re- so as a result of that runway being closed, uh, like all flights in and out of San Francisco had been delayed for like two hours, like all week long. But they just reopened that runway Friday night. So hopefully won't have any delays. Weird to think about. Oh, there's a terrible crash. Oh, I might have to get a flight delay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's going to suck. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, so I guess they have to like, clear the whole area of debris, yeah. and then they have to inspect the runway God. and then, like, patch it if necessary. But I, I guess they did it. Yeah. That's, it's weird to think about. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a pain in the ass if, it, you know, they're having to delay flights to check the runway, but it's like, I'd much rather have a, definitely, yeah, this runway is, check it a third time if you need to. Make yeah. sure it's good. I'm, no, I, I can wait. A, I can wait. Was it a Concorde that got taken out by a piece of metal on the runway? Like, yeah. the wheel kicked it up into the... Into the engine. Yeah, and then just went mm. straight down. Wow. That's, that's what, that's, uh, what resulted in the Concords being uh, decommissioned. Was it? I thought yeah. it was because it was too expensive. Well, no, but they, they used that as the reasoning, was that it wasn't safe because it could happen again. Why easy. wouldn't that happen with any other plane? I guess, like, the way it was designed. Like, oh. the engines were really low to the ground, and it was easy for stuff to get up in there. I never went on a Concorde. Me neither. My dad did, and he said it, the taking off was insane. Like, you would just go straight, like, almost straight up. Hmm. I would love to have flown in one. Um, so yeah, so this week we're going to be at two different events, uh, PAX Australia and San Diego Comic Con. Who's going to that one? I don't know. San Diego? You're going to San Diego. Going to San Diego Saturday and Sunday, yeah. I'm really excited. I've never been. I think we're sending Kathleen and Kara at first, and then we're sending Miles and Chris to to relieve them. I'm excited to get drinks with Chris. (laughs) You've never been to Comic Con? I don't, I don't do a ton of traveling. So this is really, really exciting. So, the, And I've talked about this before, but the interesting thing to me about San Diego Comic-Con is how gaming and games is kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah. So it's like there's a small area for games. Like when you're facing the convention center, if you go all the way to the left, there's a small area for games over there. But it's obvious that all these other big media companies have been there first, and they got like the last available spot huh. over here for games. Uh, so a lot of the gaming events take place outside the convention. So it's like... You'll go to, like, the Microsoft booth, which might be small, and they'll be like, yeah, see our, the rest of our stuff at the Hard Rock Hotel across the street. Wow. Right. So it's so, just like a doorway to their biggest stuff. Yeah. Oh. So they'll have some stuff there, but then, like, the majority of their content will be at hotels hmm. nearby in the area. Weird. 
But if you gave up your booth at Comic Con, would you ever be able to get it back? Probably not. You would just lose the spot. Yeah, there's like a year long or multi year long waiting list oh, to get Lord. uh to get booths there. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, so you like once you have it, you never give it up. And then it's like if you want to upgrade or move booths, it's like there's a, they have a point system. Right. So like the longer <laughs> you've been attending. And, like, the more marketing money you spend, the more points you get and the better chance you have of... How many points do we have? I have no idea. I have no idea. We've been going a long time, if that counts for anything. Yeah. I went in 2007 with you guys. Oh, yeah. That's when we stayed at the, the Embassy Suites that year. Jeff and I bought an Xbox. You played The Darkness. <laughs> played The Darkness. You going to take you a good memory. Uh, probably not. I don't think so. I'll take my laptop. It will get a little Steam Wii game going on or something like have that. Have you ever used one of those... Games things. No, I want to though. They look pretty cool. We have some over there. I can just take one. I said it. I can just take it. It's happening. No, never mind. Don't <laughs> don't, don't, don't take it. We need those. Maybe I should take one with me to Australia. Do it. Do it. But yeah. I wonder if I'll have time. Like so, the, the the that's the thing about you know, like I talked about this long flight, fifteen hours. Is so I have my 3ds with Animal Crossing, and I thought I would love to play this on the flight, but my 3ds battery lasts three and a half hours, maybe. So I started looking over the weekend. I was like, surely some peripheral manufacturer makes a battery pack add-on so that you can extend the battery life. So I went to like Best Buy and GameStop, nothing. They have battery pack add-ons for the original 3DS, but nothing for the 3DS XL. <laughs> but it charges over, it doesn't charge USB. Oh. Some little proprietary connection. I just made a horrifying realization. Uh, so a few weeks ago, I got Aaron Animal Crossing New Leaf because I knew I'd be working a lot later mm-hmm. at the office and kind of hangs out at our apartment. I don't want her to be bored or anything. She's interested in the game. So I got it for her. And since then, she hasn't put it down. Like, she takes it with her to work. She takes it with her everywhere. But she doesn't have her own 3DS. I've been letting her borrow mine. She's not going to want to give that to me when I go to San Diego Comic Con. And if I do take it with me, she's going to give me a list of Animal Crossing chores to do. Oh, uh, yeah, Just leave it. Oh, leave my it. It's God. hers now. I, I, can never fall asleep. I can never fall asleep on planes. So I always, like, that is what I use my 3DS for is, like, playing. Just play on your phone. I on my phone. Like, Any I, game. I don't like. I know. I don't like. I don't like not having physical buttons. Play, I don't. Play I don't play Doom a lot jump. of. I don't play a lot of iPhone games. I don't know. Um, Doesn't feel right, man. They have those. Uh, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. They um, Square releases like the old Final Fantasy games with like updated graphics. If, if you'd be interested in playing any of those again, like I'm in the middle of Final Fantasy four right I've now. I've never played a Final Fantasy. Game. You could read a book. <laughs> <laughs> That way, that, that's what I'm probably going to end up doing is I just listening, <laughs> listening to audiobooks as much as I can. Ooh, I can do that. Audible.com. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, so since I, so, so apparently the guy, I finally found a guy at GameStop who I asked, I was like, listen, why don't you all sell battery packs for the 3DS XL, just the original 3DS? He's like, oh, he's like, oh, peripheral manufacturers don't sell those in the U.S. yet. But they do like, in Japan. What? He goes, yeah, you can buy them in Japan real easy, but. You can't buy them here. Go buy Japan. Yeah, so he's like, you can, you can buy one online. I don't have time for that. And they're like, really expensive. It was like 100 bucks. Wow. The one really? I found, yeah. Crap. I was like, I'm not going to do Just that. Just buy another DS. But then the save file. Oh. I guess. You can transfer that stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a process, though. They need a $100 cable to transfer from one to the other. It, it, it has an SD card in it, but I don't know if the save file's on there or if it's like on internal storage. Why is there an SD card then? Uh, for like camera, for pictures. Oh, all right. Makes sense. I think you can just switch to SD. Yeah, if nothing else, I, you can definitely transfer your system. Yeah. So it's like the DRM transfer on the 360, where it transfers all of your games and your licenses to the new console. Can you remove the battery in a DS? No. Or maybe you can if you unscrew it, but it's got like those fucked up proprietary screws on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was hoping that I could find some, like, a, like an adapter or a cable, so I could like, essentially when I'm on these trips, my laptop just serves as a battery for my yeah, phone. Yeah. So I was like, if I could just find a way to hook it up to USB, I could use my laptop <laughs> to charge my 3DS and get even more time out of it, but I guess not. There was talk of those, those like coiled mat, the, like the mats with the coil oh, yeah. inside. The inductive charges? Charge stuff. Why isn't that happening? Uh, they exist, like you can buy them for, like your iPhone, for example, but you have to have a special case on your iPhone right. to use it, because the hardware's not built in. Is that expensive? I really want it. Uh, I, I, I hate plugging stuff in. These are just the mats you lie down and just yeah, charges it's, your device. Like hundred bucks. I might do it. But then you have to have a case on your phone. Yeah. Right. Maybe I'm ready. Finally, after all this time? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so you don't like playing games on your iPhone because there's no buttons. Yeah, it, I have Sonic 2 on my... I, and I love Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I rarely play it just because it doesn't, like... 
either my, my my big fat thumbs are just in the way covering the screen, or it just yeah. doesn't feel like right. I can't tell. Like I have to be more conscious of where I place my fingers on the screen because normally I just respond like. I just know what the controller feels like, so I don't have to be looking down at my controller when I play. But with this, it's like, oh, shit, I'm hitting the B button, not the A button. One of the features that they announced with iOS 7 that I feel like didn't get a lot of press was that they finally added API support for joysticks uh, and controllers into iOS 7. Oh, that'll get me to play. Yeah, this will finally pave the way for for controllers Mm -hmm. to be made. Like, there's some already for Android devices, like the Moga um, and a couple others. Where you can, because they already had API support for control pads. I'm now just picturing an Xbox controller with an iPhone jammed in the top, playing like that. I would play the hell. Out I would of play it too. <laughs> Have you seen like the Moga? It's essentially what it is. So it's like a, a, contro- it's, it's a controller that you can put your phone onto, and you can just like play like. And it looks awesome. like a 360 controller. And since uh, like Android devices have HDMI out, you can plug them in your TV and use it like a game console. Because uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I downloaded GTA 3 for iOS. Because I like, I like that, that game. That you can do that, know, by isn't the way. Crazy. That's outrageous. But it has the thing where you have, like, the ghost circles and where you press and drag in there is the thumbstick. Mm-hmm. But then you, you're looking at it and then your finger's way outside the thing. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. No, here, I, it's here it it's is. not great. Um, if you, I don't know if you can pull that up in the control room. But uh, that's what the MOGA looks like. Our TV's a little fucked up, so it's hard to see at the moment. Yeah. You can see it over there. Oh, dude. Yeah. So well, like, I won that. That looks that's perfect. A, that's an Xbox controller. Yeah, and that, yeah. Mid- that part right there in the middle, I believe, flips up like that, and you can just stick your phone on it, Dude. and you can just, like, have it right there in front of you. So you have you. to play Portrait? Uh, landscape. Landscape? You put it in sideways, right? You put it in, oh, this way. Put it in, yeah, you like put this? it in like that. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. It looked like it flipped up that way. No, yeah. no, no. It flips up like that, but then you just, like, oh, stick just this like in there. Yeah, it's just oh, a stand okay. for your phone. Well, I mean, why don't Apple make that? Well, there was no API support for a control pad, because they always said... The iPhone is the device. Right. There's no need for extra accessories. But I'm obviously, telling us how did. to use the devices, Apple. I well, use it how for a long time, I mean, I felt like when the iPhone first came out, like when the App Store was first maturing and becoming a platform. Well, that wasn't until the second iPhone. Right. People asked specifically, uh, what about gaming on the iPhone? And I think, I may be way off base here, I think Steve Jobs made a statement saying, the iPhone was not a gaming device, and they were not going to push any gaming functionality on it. Uh, but now it seems like it's really become that. Yeah. Do you guys remember the N-Gage? Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wanted one of those so bad. That's all I had to say about <laughs> it. I'm just reminiscing about the N-Gage. We, I, I had one. Yeah? Um, How was it? It was terrible. <laughs> so when we first started Rooster Teeth, um, we would, it, it, was, it was weird. Like Every now and then people would send us stuff. And we got, like, three N-Gages sent to us, I guess, because they wanted us to talk about it. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was not an ideal experience, so oh, we never talked about it. too bad. I, I, I felt bad, because I'm sure they put a lot of hard work into it, but it was yeah. just like... So what was the forum that you would have talked about it on back then? The website. Just on the website, mm-hmm. on the front page. The front page post. Huh. Yeah, that's like pre... It was, I'm pretty sure it was pre-community site. And went back when we had the PHPBB forums. Yeah, they sent three. I think I had one, Jeff had one, and Bernie had one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, like, it was ridiculous. You, so, you, like, it was a phone. It had the screen. It had all the buttons. You could, like, turn it this way, and right. it was a controller and stuff. Right. But then when you want to talk, the earpiece and the speaker were on the edge, so you'd have to hold it like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? Because that's where the, the, the speaker and the microphone were. So oh. It looked like you were holding a taco up to your face. <laughs> Because it was like a half circle That's thing. like the people that like take pictures of things with their iPads. It just looks kind of silly. I feel like technology was much more adventurous back then. And then you had the this, this sidekicks where the screen would be like... It was awesome. Yeah. Pull it out of your pocket. Yeah. Like, Nothing does that anymore. Everything's just a screen. I, yeah. had a, I love flip phones just because you feel cool when you hang up on someone. <sighs> Later. Yeah. When, when the iPhone first came out, I wasn't a fan of the iPhone 1. So instead of buying that... This hunk of crap that didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so instead of buying that, I bought uh, the Helio Ocean, which was a phone that was a slide phone, like norm, like this way. But you could close it and slide it. Like if you turned it this way, you could slide it that way too. Ooh, that's cool. And that was the phone that had the buddy beacon thing. Where right. You could see all your friends who had the same phone. Right. That's kind of cool. So it's like you could use a full keyboard this way, but if you didn't want to, you closed it and then slid it up this way just for a numpad. It was pretty like cool. Like make phone calls. Um, so I felt like, like you said, it's adventurous. Like you don't see that anymore. Now, yeah. ever since the iPhone came out, every that's phone funny. is just... Yeah, a flat screen with touch buttons on it. I, I would love physical buttons and the like touch screen thing. I just miss physical buttons, man. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I don't think they'll go away. I mean, you can 
make connects all you want, but people still have a good button. Well, yeah. especially like you're talking about for gaming. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have like gaming on a device, uh, you, you really benefit from having those tactile buttons. Yeah, most of the games that I have on my iPhone that I do play are just super simple, like Fruit Ninja. Like you don't need to do, there's no like controller. It's just swipe, 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 swipe. Or like, turn the phone. Turn like you the use phone, the built-in yeah. control yeah. functions. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad to see that Apple's finally supporting Thank God, uh, cool. a joy, joystick API. It's, do you think Jobs was holding all this stuff back? I feel like they've done so much since he died. Uh, yeah. So many changes. I think so. I mean, there was, there's definitely a lot of things that he would not have wanted to do yeah. or see. Because there was the time, like, that he died and then a lot of time passed. And you're kind of still having all the stuff that he was working on. But I feel like he's been dead so long now that there's brand new stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't that long ago, though. When did he die? Like, uh, it was like when the 4S came out. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, almost two years ago. Oh, my God. So I think this October will be two years. I watch. definitely thought that happened like this past year. <laughs> 2013? Yep. No, 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 not 2013, like late 2012 or something like that. Within the no, past year yeah. from now. Late 2011. Wow. I need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you need to stay in more. Going out would keep you from knowing that. Like being in on the computer, you would know all yeah. this stuff. You're right, you're right. What was I thinking? <laughs> I like that time you told a story about how you just you missed a piece of news that Apple released oh, like right. the switch processes or something, and then you came back and oh, I was in Japan. You were just so confused. <laughs> like, what? What? What did this happen? Yeah, I was in Japan when Apple announced that they were switching to Intel processors. So when I came back, like they oh, announced that's it. Big news. They announced it right <laughs> when I got to Japan. So by the time I came back, like two weeks later, it was like old news and everyone yeah. taking it for granted. And I came back and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" You missed the window of like peak news. <laughs> You kind you kind of get that sometimes with de- the deaths of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like Lindsay really warned me the other day when she told me that Dick Van Dyke died, and I was like, "No, he didn't. He didn't." But that could easily have happened. Yeah, and I wouldn't have known. I remember when Heath Ledger died. I felt really bad in retrospect, but everyone, I was, I was at some school function, and all the girls were like, "Oh my God, did you hear Heath Ledger died?" I go, oh, "Are they still making Batman?" Was my first question. I was so inconsiderate. That was the that was the number one thing I cared. I was like, "They're not pushing it or anything, right?" And so I was like. No, they, they filmed all of the scenes. Oh, thank God. That's terrible. But So did they actually have everything Ooh. shot? They had, I don't know. I think they were done with principal photography, but they were still working on, like, pickups. I know that in Gladiator, one of the main dudes died, and they had to have, like, a massive visual effects budget to put his dead head on oh, really? his body. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. didn't know that. Was it the older dude? The One of the old dudes with a oh. beard. Whenever I no, every <laughs> Whenever I think of a movie with uh, an actor dying, I always think of The Crow. Oh yeah, because he got. Oh god. Yeah, because I think was it Brandon Lee or something. Yeah, they were they weren't even done with principal photography at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. What actually happened there? He got done by a prop bullet or something. Yeah, something. someone fired really? a blank at him, Ooh. and uh, it killed him. Because that they, it still has stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. It's I always got, think of Imbruge whenever people talk about getting. Have you seen it? No. Ah, oh, go see Imbruge. So it was just it was. a blank on its own. It was mm-hmm. nothing else in there. Yep. I thought someone got something stuck in the in the gun. No, it's like the the wad and the cap on it uh, came out. I think they did it like at really close range. Mm. Wasn't that a thing in, in Hitman Blood Money? You have to assassinate somebody that is in the theater. Yeah, so you one can of replace the replace the prop gun. I never played it, but I watched a friend play that for hours. So cool. Wait, Hitman so games like, cool. like there's a play. And there's a play a going gun. on. Yeah. It's just a constant loop. Like you can basically the first thing you do in Hitman when you go get to a new level, you just kind of observe. You walk around, you see what's going on, and then you realize that this guy. Commit suicide in the play with a blank gun, pulls down, and you can just go into his dressing room and replace it. And uh, you can get your guy. You just watch him kill himself on stage, and everyone's like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> and it's all kicking off. No, you cool. can make. I think every kill in that game, you can make it look like an accident if you're good. I think God, Hitman's awesome. one of those games I would love to play, and I've just I've missed that entire series. Like yeah. I've not played a single Hitman game. It's very different. The current ones are very different to the first ones. I heard they weren't as good. What do you I prefer? Like, you're a big Hitman fan. I my favorite one is the first one. And my second favorite one is the most recent one. Oh, really? Yeah, What's the, the first one. one on the original Xbox? first one was only on PC. Okay. And in fact, oh, wow. when, they, when they release all the like, trilogies and collections, they never include the first game. Oh. I think the HD collection is Hitman 2, Hitman Contracts, and Hitman Blood Money. So you said your second favorite one is the most recent one? Hitman Absolution is my second favorite. Is that the most recent? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it was, really, it was really good. But uh, two very different games. But the, I like the first one. I said it before, but I liked it because it was the first game that had Ragdoll, like the first big game. <laughs> So I would just throw people down the stairs. And- what did you like better, like the original Splinter Cell trilogy or Conviction and the new direction that it's going? Um, I liked them both for different reasons. 
I thought yeah. Conviction was really good. It was. I felt like it was a lot more stripped down <clears throat> and bare bones. And I talk about it all the time. I like the old games because of the multiplayer, the spies versus oh, mercs. They're bringing that back. Which is they're bringing, bringing back, back in the new game. The co-op, I thought the co-op multiplayer in Chaos Theory was really good, too. Oh, and was it? Chaos Theory what? was the one that introduced multiplayer, I yeah. think. I think. Um, and then they carried it on into Conviction. Which was, the, conviction was had too. really good multiplayer. It was multiplayer. really good, yeah. Both, the co-op in both of those games were fantastic. Double Agent had the terminal hacking. I forgot about Double Agent. Yeah. I completely forgot that. Conviction was the one where, and we can... You've played it, right? I played all of them. Yeah, that's the one where you play co-op, and then the last level, you have to yeah. like, go head-to-head. Yeah. I, I remember I played with my friend Dan, other slow guy, and we were playing in the same room, because I always had two Xboxes, because his parents would always take his Xbox, so mm-hmm. I, I bought one for him to play when he came over. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, we, were just, we would have headphones on and everything, and we both received the mission, but we were kind of just like... Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you get told to kill the other one yeah. at the end, basically, and then we were just like... Dan, um, <laughs> what are you doing? And we, like we we figured out that we were but going to kill each other, and it was the most tense like minute of any game. See, no, I played with I played with Kyle. Kyle owned the game, and then uh, yeah, we were sweet mates at the time. So yeah, we were just right in the next room from each other, and we got to that moment, and it was just instantaneous. It was your mission is to kill your partner. <laughs> like slow motion, like all of a sudden it was just like a huge shootout. I think I killed you, and I felt really bad about it because it was your game. <laughs> it was. It wasn't as intense for you because you knew it was coming. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was pretty. T- I had Dan. Sh- I had no Dan shooting idea. at me, and I was like ducking behind Craze. Eventually, I snuck around and broke his neck. It was an <laughs> ultimate f you. It's like I'm sorry. <laughs> what's What's the uh, the new Splinter Cell game coming out called? Is it Blacklist? Blacklist. It's Blacklist. And that comes out like in September. I'm excited. Uh, I'm sure. I, I really love the evolution of the Splinter Cell games. I I really like the first one, but I'm sure I couldn't go back and play it because of all the stuff they introduced that isn't there. It's a much slower game. Like the older ones were like. So much more complicated, and you really had to move slow, take your time, and do all this stuff. But the, like Gus said, the new ones are really streamlined. It's almost like a, a born movie. Yeah. Like a born identity movie. A new setting? Perfectionist. Chaos Theory. Can they hear Kyle, by the way? No, no, okay, no. So, so Kyle's saying, Kyle's saying that in, in Blacklist, apparently there's a new mode called Perfectionist where... Uh, you're not able to mark the targets like you could in Conviction. It's more similar to the way Chaos Theory played out. Yeah, I think Chaos Theory... The release theory, date's August 20th, by the way. Chaos Theory was my favorite one. Yeah. Chaos Theory was good. I yeah. think the Conviction, I, I can't remember. I think I liked it more. I really liked the, the objective projection. Yeah, yeah that was really cool. It was just like, cool, man. And it was, it was live as well. Like you could hold it down and project the objective yep. wherever you want. It was really cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah, there but there was a lot of that stuff they brought in. Like You could interact with almost every environment. Yeah, like the interrogation the stuff was... And, I, that was, I think, one of the first games that had... Well, no, it wasn't probably, it probably wasn't one of the first, but one of the first games I played that had super interactive, like, interrogation yeah. fight things that you could do. But I think the most meaty part of any Splinter Cell game was when, in Chaos Theory, you could bash a door. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it was a glass door, it'd be like... <laughs> and it'd be... They would go flying and the glass would break. And be like, <laughs> that was satisfying. And I would just try and take people out with doors mm-hmm. all the time. In, in Conviction, I like the, the stripped-down element where it's like you don't have all these gadgets. You have to make do with what you can find. You're like, okay, here's a mirror. I can peek under doors. With that was it. cool. Yeah. That was cool. It's like it wasn't like just a fiber optic camera. Yeah. The least memorable one for me is Double Agent, which is where you kind of go undercover mm-hmm. with the terrorists. I yeah, played I, I played Agent. it for like an hour, and I was just like, eh. I think that was also one of the ones that came out on multi-platform. It came out on the previous generation as well. Yes, but it was a I totally think. different game. Mm. On, really? On I think on the GameCube or the PlayStation, it was just a completely different. Game I never played Pandora Tomorrow either. Pandora was, Tomorrow was a good one. That was, a good one. That was yeah. the second one, right? Yeah. yeah. I never played that. That's the one that had. I think that's the one they introduced Spies versus Mercs. Yeah. I remember it, when I played the first one, before every mission, it would have the date and time. And uh, the date would always be 2004. And I'd be like, this game is two years in the future. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess it was. Would it have been 2004? I think uh, so, yeah. Like the that. Xbox was out in 2002, right? 2001? Xbox came out in 2001. Yeah. But it was, it was always exciting to see it. I, I can't believe that there was a time where 2004 was two years in the past. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable to me. Weird. So long ago. Yeah, now it's like way in the past. It was like a decade ago. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing to me that we've seen essentially three iterations of the console going from original Xbox to 360 to now Xbox One in basically a little over 10 years. So like 12 years mm-hmm. with the three iterations. And one of those iterations, like the second one, was really long. Mm-hmm. 
And yet we still see franchises that were born on the Xbox. Like, we still see new Splinter Cell games coming yeah. out. Splinter Cell was really good in, in the lighting as well. I think that was a breakthrough for, like, light shining through fabric yeah. and doing all this stuff. Like, yeah. really blown away I remember also, uh, like, one of those examples on the original Xbox for me of, like, being blown away by dynamic lighting, it's, it's really specific, is in Halo 2, upstairs in Zanzibar, they have those little swinging lights. And you could yes. jump and hit them, yes. and they would generate lights and shadows all over the place. I didn't know that. You could, like, hit them with your Spartan, and it would make the lights go, like, all crazy. And I would love it. I would just sit there and play with the lights. See, I would, in, in Halo Combat Evolved, the flashlight, I think, was the best flashlight in any of the Halo games. Something about it just looked, like, it just looked perfect. It looked like you were holding a mag light. It always remember... pissed me off, though, that from your point of view, the light would come out of the gun. Like, when you would hit, the light would go. Oh, yeah, yeah. But on the person, it would it's come out of the head. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. God, man. There I was, just remember firing with the light on and then reloading just so I could there see was, it. Oh, it just reminded me, talking about Zanzibar, there was the worst glitch that was on the PAL version of Halo 2. When you knock that bridge down, you know, it kind of goes, <laughs> and it makes a yeah. really clangy, scrapey metal sound. Yes. On the American version, that would be it. On the PAL version, when anyone ever walked on it, it would just loop that sound. And I remember I used to play Halo 2 with you guys, but I would have to stay up really late. It'd be like 1 a.m. I'd always have to turn the volume down on the TV <laughs> because people would keep walking over that thing and just be like, well, maybe it, it was so loud. It was an alert for you to know. Yeah, were walking really there, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they eventually fixed it in a patch like two years later. But it didn't do that anymore. All but right, it was well, only on the pal. We're at about time. We've got to wrap up here. So I want to thank everyone for joining us this week. We'll be back live next week with uh, another episode of The Patch. And uh, we'll talk to you then about more video games. Bye. Hasta luego.